This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome back to Purple Radio Arts Meets. Today I'm joined by two very special guests from Trashin. So if you guys want to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Kate um, and I'm Trashin's creative director. I'm the other special guest, uh, Sam, and the financial director and outreach director. And I'd like to say I'm a co-founder of this project as well. Brilliant. Thank you for joining me today, guys. So first, I just wanted to ask you how Trashin started and what the ethos of it is. So basically, it started about 18 months ago um, when I think we had a couple of our team were just, a, were just members of the Enactus student project. Mm. Uh, Enactus is basically a nationwide initiative that brings together entrepreneurial students, I suppose, individuals, and the central tenet of that is working collaboratively to tackle the UN SDGs, essentially. So it's basically a, uh, an enterprise which is an outlet for students to get involved in team projects and exercise uh, change around the world as well as uh, nationally. And so from Enactus, uh, we essentially started working towards projects that everyone has to do in their first year of being at Enactus. And within that, one of the ideas that our team actually had was to do this sort of trashing project. I can't remember what it was called at the time. Uh, and essentially from there, we failed initially. Like our, our sort of initial project was a bit of a failure. We didn't go too far with it, but we had a meeting with the president of Enactus afterwards. And she mentioned to Shirley, who was president of the project at the time, that she thought the idea of trashing itself really had legs as a fundraiser for Enactus itself, because mm. it wasn't going to get the reimbursement from the uh, Enactus board that we were basically trying to win the minds of, I suppose. But anyway, from that, it basically the team, we identified our positions, the ethos of what Trashin was going to be, which essentially is, well, just as a quick point, I haven't really spoken about what Trashin is yet, but essentially Trashin is basically this dual purpose project of being a creative outlet mm -hmm. for members of the team to build things out of trash essentially and also a, like a awareness raiser I suppose for sustainability and unsustainability of fast fashion and the like. So anyway 18 months on we've now got a team of about 40 am I right saying that? Yeah 40 including designers, our extended sort of executive team and yeah it's grown massively in the last mm -hmm. 18 months which is really exciting. And I think also I should probably mention uh, one of our big, big, which Sam did touch on, our big um, goals, I guess, is to raise money for all of our beneficiaries, so other Enactus projects in mm. Durham. So there's Glow Cycle, the Ugly Fruit Group, Tucker Tucker Zero. Mm -hmm, um, big three. They and they are all obviously touching different points um, in terms of sustainability and social justice goals, um, but they're all doing really, really great work. So. That's kind of one of our main objectives as well, is to raise money for them. Brilliant. That sounds great, guys. Um, I was just wondering what your creative vision has been with Trash and sort of what you've got planned for the next year and what you're working towards. Yeah, so, um, well, we've just actually released our sort of creative vision theme, which is the fabric mm. of nature. And so I guess on the creative side, we're really looking at sort of incorporating elements of the natural world into things such as our social media, but also our kind of final designs and our mm. exhibition which should be hopefully taking place in June and that's where obviously all of our designers come in so 
they've been working really well and really hard on all these amazing designs which kind of incorporate like the patterns, textures, colours of the natural world. Kate's very proud guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very proud. Um, I think as like a reminder to sort of get back in touch, I think it's quite hard, well it's quite easy to forget and also hard to stay in touch with that, especially at university because I think you get caught up in a bit of a whirlwind. Um, mm. So it's kind of for us, I, definitely for me I can say, uh, it's been kind of really interesting to get back in touch with like sustainability in that way. But we're basically, we've done a few collaborations so far, so we've done one with Sewing Sock, um, we did one with Glow Cycle, which mm. is another one of the Nectar's projects we're raising money for, sort of doing, uh, we did a Christmas card workshop, we did a sewing workshop making scrunchies out of uh, old or disused um, fabrics, which was really good. So we're hopefully going to do a few more collaborations like that, kind of incorporating the waste side of things and also the creative side of things um, and working with our beneficiaries so the victory yeah, I was also going to just follow you up there you said about how it's quite nice for you to get to be conscious of sustainability and fashion I think that's one of the things that's so great about this mm. is that I've had people come up to me and say you know you invest a lot of time into a project like this what's the actual point of doing it which is I don't know how take that with a pinch of salt that question but essentially I, I would say that as students there's actually a limited amount of impact you can have with a project like this you could argue that if you can reach out to 4,000 people at a university these are actually change makers of the future yeah. who who might spend their time instead of on their feed being drawn to something like I don't know what great garments just been made out of plastic bottles plastic bags and old business school t-shirts how great that is compared to sort of thinking oh you know I'm going to spend my weekend going here or going there there's actually I definitely think that there's some sort of soft power mm. to something like this beyond just raising money for our other beneficiaries and etc I think there's certainly uh, important for people that Durham University are going to be doing all the things in the future that they're conscious of things like this I think it's a really good way of making that happen mm. yeah, definitely. I just I just want to ask as well had you guys been interested in fashion and specifically sustainability before had you been involved in any fashion shows for example or is it just something kind of you got interested in in the past of a few years or so yeah well I think for me actually and how I got involved in the project is um over lockdown lockdown number one I got really into like sewing um awesome. and that yeah. kind of thing and so um then when I came to university my parents I was very lucky they bought me a sewing machine and um I got quite into like old clothes that didn't fit me anymore, mm. or clothes that I might have bought and got into return. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like upcycling those into like other clothes that I could mm. actually wear. Um, and then Shirley, who is our VP of create the Creative now, but was the president at the time, um, kind of obviously was quite supportive that I saw that happening. So she then reached out to me and was like, do you want to get involved in this project? Obviously I was like, yes, I love the sound of that. Um, but I think something as simple as that, which like for me, I mean, it was kind of just like a bit of fun, but. I think it has quite a powerful message of how easy it is to, um, to an extent, sort of incorporate that sustainable fashion aspect into your life where you can. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I've like so many clothes I would and still think, oh, yeah, I like that, but there's a bit more money donated, mm. which obviously is great. I'll chuck it away. But now that's kind of like that switch of like, oh, actually, like, and I've mended so many of my friends' clothes mm -hmm. <laughs> over the years now. Um, and I think it, kill on Instagram yeah, it really speaks to how it is a bit of a contagious kind of, yeah. What thing. a great habit that is, by the way. <laughs> Things to do with your time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my interest in fashion, I don't know if I have one, you know, pretty, pretty steezy. No, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
yeah, I quite like those. I've always been into Depop and Vinti. Mm. Uh, I think I'm quite conscious of what it means to have a carbon pr- footprint as an individual, mm. as an institution, or something like that. Read quite a bit on environmentalism, but I think the one of the important things about this is that we're not actually going into around campus and saying to people, look, this is how great we are and this is what mm. you need to do. I think it's more a case of that everyone buys an item here and there off a of fast fashion label. Well, we might not, but <laughs> everyone buys something like that at some point in yeah. time and you don't have to feel guilty because you're mm. not walking around in an entirely faux, organic, sustainable outfit that, you know, everything that's bought in a charity shop or mm. It's more like, you know, you actually become conscious of what you're buying and what you're wearing. Mm. I think that's quite important. Um, and so it's not a case of we're trying as hard as we can to make it come across not as, look how Yeah, great, not preachy, yeah, basically. Yeah, not <laughs> preachy, yeah. not, yeah. not this no, no, is how great you can yeah. be and look if you do this. It's more a case of, look, guys, everyone faces the, the, the challenges of trying to navigate being a sustainable person or consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I thought that would be an important thing to stress. Yeah, I think as well, sorry, just quickly, we, as we know, Durham is, like, a hotbed for fashion yeah. shows, and it's, yeah. it's such mm-hmm. a, like amazing creative scene and I think that's why thinking of a project that incorporates sustainability this kind of made sense because mm. there's already such a platform there for it and also if we can do something that's a little bit different that then sheds light on these kind of waste issues which is so prevalent in the fashion industry it's kind of almost just such a good opportunity so that and it made mm. sense to kind of go down that avenue of like the fashion route as opposed to doing something else like Yes, I know you guys have like an exhibition plan. I was wondering if you could talk about that a bit further, but also what the difference is between a fashion show and like why you call this an exhibition, how that's different. Yeah, definitely. No, I think, well, again, like Durham is massively saturated with fashion shows, which are all amazing and have been like so interesting. I've been to many and I'm a big fan myself. Um, so we wanted to do something a little bit different. Mm. It wasn't just another, just sort of another fashion show. Um, and that's where the exhibition idea kind of came in. And I think one of the big drawing points for us was we wanted people to be able to sort of get up close and like see the garments especially because they're so or they will be so intricately made out Mm. of waste materials I think it's so interesting for people to get up and say oh like oh wow like and get the credit they deserve these amazing garments that it's really taken months to make and say like that's a can pad like that's so cool um and I think that that's yeah such a big draw of the sort of exhibition style and also um, being able to like walk around and that kind of immersive experience mm. I think in terms of from a creative perspective at least it's that kind of gallery aspect which yeah. is just it's a bit more personal mm. people can go and look at what they're interested in and yeah. look around and um, yeah that was kind of I think yeah. the, the idea of I hope the yeah I completely agree Kate I think hopefully it's going to be a different type of experience to your fashion show yeah mm. there's great selling points of seeing your best friends and you know rightly so i mean dcfs they raised a hundred thousand pounds yeah well done to them as of all the other charity fashion shows i think we're trying to approach it definitely more from uh, the exhibition is like you say a gallery it's meant mm. to be a celebration of what students have done and what students have made yeah uh, yeah and i guess as creative director kate how's it been almost curating that kind of exhibition and going to obviously you have a theme but i don't know how yeah. you found it so far yeah, well, it's been actually really interesting, and I have to give so much credit and props to my designers because they, like, uh, and my fashion director as well, mm. they've 
really like it's come from them I've just mm. kind of said oh yeah that works together and they were like yeah but I think it's amazing what can kind of naturally come from people's creativity and mm. how much um like that outlet is so important because it was incredible seeing people everybody working together and how this thing kind of naturally formed from such a I guess kind of arbitrary theme of the fabric of nature yeah um, and so it's been really interesting and really cool seeing all the ideas of how to create this sort of immersive experience rather than just like making a skirt kind of thing mm. or making a dress. Um, so yeah, it's been really good and also definitely challenged me a lot in terms of like my creativity as well, just mm. to sort of, yeah, be able to make something that's a bit different um, and working with so many different and really incredible people. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's been really fun, really good. Actually. I was just going to make a little interlude there. You said something about being organic. Um, no, I wasn't going to go on to say military, there's definitely a line there. I was going to say more that that's one of the things that I really love about Trashin is that we're quite lucky in the sense that now we're sat on Purple Radio, for instance, mm. and we've actually evolved from something which wasn't a thing, you know, mm. and, and Kate was very, you know, arrived very near its inception, but. Mm -hmm be involved in something like that I think at the same time we're here and you know we're having conversations about the college fashion shows that have been running for years but mm. you've got to remember that we've actually not even iterated before yeah. and we're now getting this publicity which is really great so I'm sort of giving us a pat on the back here <laughs> well done guys yeah, well done. Yeah. But, um, I, anyone listening that's not involved in student organizations just get involved and and even if it's an idea you've got just mm. go after it get yeah. a team going Everyone wants to be involved in something, even from a selfish stance of mm. getting it on their CV. It's true, you know, you actually do build, you know, people actually look for having those things on the CV because that reciprocates the skills that they've actually gained in real life. So definitely get involved or DM us if you want to look for a position as well. Yeah. Not that we've got any space, but... <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask in terms of getting involved, you obviously were talking about like, designers earlier. Um, but I was wondering, obviously a big part of fashion shows and also this exhibition is models and I noticed that you guys had done like blind model auditions. I was wondering the reasoning behind that and how that process went and your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, I, it was, I, I'm not to say it was my idea, but it was my idea. I think <laughs> it I, was her idea. <laughs> I, I read a study actually which was done on a, um, it was like a conservatorium, I think it was in the US. And they did blind auditions for musicians and they found that it increased the gender equality mm. pretty much to 50-50 compared to, which in music is quite impressive. Mm. And I think it was actually part of my degree. Um, and then I kind of got to thinking, I was like, how can we make, because obviously diversity and inclusion is such a buzz phrase and it's such a mm. uh, like, topic, especially um, in fashion. And I was like, how can we make our recruitment process as diverse, as like, um, I guess accepted and malleable to diversity and inclusion as possible and I think one of those ways I will, we thought to do that was let's just do them where you can't see you don't know anything about the person all you can hear is their voice and obviously to an extent there's sort of some um, I guess discrimination that can come from hearing someone's voice but you've got to you've got to give, <laughs> give a little credit. I think yeah, um, definitely what we're targeting by that is that with modelling essentially it's historically or it's entirely about how you look right. Mm. I think just trying to keep in touch with being sustainable and progressive and approachable for everyone, that's definitely, you know, we're trying yeah. to target that for sure. And mm. definitely I think kind of part of the exhibition and part of what we're trying to do and I guess our method in general is how important sort of the message that we're trying to convey is. It's not mm. just about like, oh, like, 
sort of all of the sort of fancy sort of superficial stuff I think we want to mm -hmm. make sure that like our models are really passionate about the cause and yeah. can talk about it especially because we're doing sort of an exhibition style of it mm -hmm. we want to be able to sort of interact with I guess the audience um and so that was why that was such like and it went really well actually mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the logistics of it worked 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 really well um and we got some amazing people so now we're sort of able to draw back through all the, the notes that we took and then eventually match up the <laughs> to the yeah, and i think Thanks. just to follow you up on one more thing okay i think that just because you know we're talking about doing that that i'm going to return to the point i made about how we're not trying to say how great we are or how perfect everyone should be everyone's going to make mistakes on the mm. way we're trying our best to make the message consistent throughout everything but you know just sort of yeah it was a very much a trial a trial and yeah yeah as it has been you know, since the start yeah yeah but also you've got to remember as well this is your first year or oh, so 100%. Um, it's such a learning curve i mean mm. every week is something new <laughs> yeah charlotte do you reckon we put the legs to last past when we leave uni <laughs> definitely i mean you've got such a strong cause as well i think sustainability in the past what five or so years particularly in fashion has become so important and I feel like it's quite hard for students sometimes, especially just from like a financial perspective. I feel like if you look at like, I don't know, fashion influences and like sustainability mm -hmm. influences, it costs like a lot of money to buy like sustainable brands. So I think I'm really impressed yeah, with like yeah, yeah. what you guys are doing. I don't know. I think it's important to look at like other methods almost to like yeah. be sustainable and like lower your consumption without I don't know, breaking cool the bank. As well, don't yeah, they? exactly. You've got a bit of bit of handywork on it you know yeah I mean? completely authenticity and originality mm. i love i love all the events now that are going on i think mm. there was like um i always see with all the like other fashion shows and mm. societies like bringing along like things to patch up mm. or sort of like that kind of thing i think it's really yeah. cool yeah and you never know you might see a trash and walk at some point down <laughs> a college fashion show that would be one for books yeah that would be very very cool yeah awesome i just wanted to talk a little bit more about your kind of thoughts on sustainability and fashion as well um and i know yeah like why you feel so passionately about the cause and maybe your like direct relationship to sustainability i know you've talked a bit about it mm -hmm. kate if you guys want to touch on it a bit more uh yeah well one thing i would say is a disclaimer i'm going to return to saying that no one's perfect mm. um me and kate are both lined up for jobs fairly corporate jobs in london yeah. um but i think personally my connection to sustainability i've been a vegetarian my whole life mm. tried out veganism not saying everyone should <laughs> and i'm not trying to preach um but i think that i grew up in the sticks out in devon i lived in the middle of nowhere for the first 10 years of my mm. life and i've always been obsessed with animals and the countryside and the outdoors and i think from doing that not that you can't have that in a city environment but i mm. kind of became aware of what what was going on out yeah. there and i think in the same way that everyone's become aware of it as you say in the last five years or something mm. there's been this outpour of, of information on on you know david attenborough programs is probably a great one where mm. it's all started books have been coming out articles have been read there's a lot of alarmism going on um mm. you see different climate change articles every other day uh, for better or worse and I think, yeah, I think organically in the same way that everyone else is becoming aware of it. I'm a 22-year-old guy who's, you know, who's aware of current affairs and I can see it's all going mm. on. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And I think also, like, 
it's so easy to, well, I think for me, probably my perspective is almost the opposite. I think I probably was not very aware at all mm. um, and have become more since as I've gotten older. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so easy, that's kind of what I was saying at the beginning, I think it's so easy to get caught up in like life and consumerism because it's such a, mm. just a part of everyday life. Yeah. And I think such like a big thing is just keeping yourself in check a little bit and being like, do I really need to buy that thing? Or like, mm. do I really need to buy this option with so much packaging when I can get this option? And from, it just like, sucks a local you in mm. every yeah. piece of information you I mean, consume. even like little things like that's amazing fruit and veg store in Durham called Robinson's. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, check it out. North Road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is so good. The quality of the, of the food is incredible mm. and it's cheap and they do a student discount and it's there's no packaging. And it's like little things like that. It would be so easy to, yeah. oh, just go to Tesco's. But then, like, mm. I think it's, I mean, as much as it's not up to us specifically, but like doing little things, I think there's, it have such a big impact, even on just on your personal base. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, I think it's important to hold ourselves accountable to an extent. But I guess in saying that, like, there is, I, there is only so much you can do, especially with fashion, it's very hard mm. to keep in, Assist, like to, I guess, be the sustainable. sustainability. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that's of that's more up to corporations and companies mm. to like look into. Yeah, um, I completely agree. Well, that's coming back to it that maybe by one, it's kind of a cringy term, but change makers are university students are, and they're going to be ruling the world in the next thirty mm. years, right? And if people can become five percent more conscious of sustainability because of our stuff, that was great. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I think. Yeah. And me and Kate, yeah, I'm sure we might be going to work in London, but who's to say that experiences we've had here, or, or let's say I wasn't involved in trash and I see something, I know that might be a far mm. stretch because you went to a trash show once, but you know, it might make you more, more aware. Or just more conscious of it. Yeah, yeah more exactly. conscious of it, and if that constitutes you making better decisions mm. in later life when your impact is greater, I think that's a pretty good butterfly yeah. effect. Anyway. And I think also just quickly, like, um, sustainability goes more further than just sort of like how much waste you're producing it's also a lot about like i guess social justice i mean mm. we saw the thing about the Shein workshops yeah yeah it was in the news it's like even just being held accountable of mm. how sort of big companies and corporations treat their people um or it all feeds back into similar which is also what tucker tucker zero one of our beneficiaries kind of is looking at it's like breaking the cycle of poverty and yeah. Nairobi through um, sort of reducing waste and sort of smart recycling, which is really important. Yeah, you're really bang on to hit on that. I've sort of been focusing on the environmental side mm. of sustainability, but that's certainly a case, social justice, mm. um, domestically and internationally. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I was, I was actually going to ask you guys a question as well, um, before you brought that up, about the relationship between fashion and, I guess, politics, because, I mean, this is all kind of broadly linked to, like, politics generally. Um, yeah, so what do you, what kind of political impact do you think fashion can have, both in terms of the environment, but also just in general? I mean, we see things like the Met Gala, for example, and celebrities always love to, like, try and make statements. Yeah, but, like, how effective do you think that is? I know I think there's, like, a broad debate to be had about, like, you've got really wealthy people, like, trying to make these statements. Yeah. It's kind of ironic, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are. I'm just interested to yeah, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think you're right, you're so right, it's such a balance, I guess, of like that social commentary of like it seeming wealthy people kind of trying mm. to make a statement when like Taylor Swift what her carbon output from her private chat is like ridiculous. But obviously, I mean, you can't blame a girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can. Yeah, yeah, um, but you can, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think, 
I think it's hard to like if people are trying to make a statement for good. I think it's really hard to knock. I think we shouldn't be knocking them mm. down um, for that. I think there's a lot to be said for these events where I'm sure there is a massive waste in output, not just from mm. the fashion, but also from um, like carbon emissions, like traveling all over the world. Um, from I mean that that goes for literally any event mm. ever like to do with fashion society like film arts mm. politics yeah. like um, I think there's a lot to be said for those those aspects of like events like that which mm. I mean massive waste of water electric mm -hmm. not waste but like usage of all mm. of those things I think people often forget how much goes into things like that and yeah. how much waste actually comes yeah. out. Of them. I think moving on from that, it is such a just generally sustainability is so deeply. Uh, politically charged thing in itself. I think about the reception I've seen of someone like Greta Thunberg mm. on Twitter, where yeah. it's literally a, a, a feeding ground for hatred, misogyny, yeah. um, and I think that going back to our experience with it, when I was we were talking about um, not coming at it from a point of how great we are and mm. what we should be doing, yeah. we're trying to do our best, and I don't think it should be a case of look oh these guys are preaching about sustainable fashion, yet I've just seen one of them eat a meal deal, kind of thing. <laughs> and yeah. that's the kind of reception that someone like Tumbo's mm. been getting, is if you're not doing everything 150%, yeah. that doesn't make sense, well it might in that sense, 150% carbon negative, that would make sense, <laughs> then, um, you know, look, mm. it's, it's okay to not be the stellar case, mm. yeah, you know, just sort of make a difference, and I think... We, we've obviously yeah. got some some standing, so we don't want to be mm. yeah, kind of walking there. But and I think so. I mean, I don't know how relevant this necessarily is, um, but also I think like in politics, uh, sustainability and like environmental issues have become a massive turning point. I think for people trying to win elections, but also mm. for it's become a massive part of what people care about nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is really important. So I think like of energy and all of that has really come into elections so I, won't, I, I can speak for Australia especially mm -hmm. I know that's been a massive a massive mm. part of um, recent politics so I think it is I mean it is good obviously that people um, are caring about that more and more mm. it's becoming more part of public policy because those things do add up as we know like fossil fuels and yeah. there's a fine line isn't it between greenwashing and the such box ticking and actually making yeah. difference right but um, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm glad it's on the agenda now, as but opposed to being brushed under carpet. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exxon Mobile really knew what was going on. <laughs> exactly. I think that's everything I had to sort of ask you guys today. But if you want to, like, I know, use this as one last opportunity to promo anything happening next term or this term, or okay. just promote okay. your socials as well. That's another thing yeah, you yeah. can do. Um, well, follow us on Instagram, Durham Trashin. Yeah, LinkedIn as well has Durham Fashion Active if you follow us. Yeah, and nice. we'll be, we're posting pretty much constantly kind of Very nice. all about what's going on, our events that are coming up. Yeah, um, we can't disclose anything as yet about our final yes. exhibition that Absolutely will be location, fine. but um, um, we have some good news to, to hopefully Same announce thing. to the world soon. <laughs> but yeah, final word to say would be do come along to Suffolk mm. you see when it's out there. Um, and it's, uh, if there are any firstly is listening out there just get involved in societies get involved in organizations and enterprises yeah. even if they're just ideas before their inception just get mm. stuck into something it's such a rewarding way of a building yourself up building your portfolio up um and and feeling like you're making an impact in the community i would really recommend doing yeah. it 
And if you're interested in getting involved in any way, you have any ideas, like anything that you think you can really bring to the team or bring to the project, then please DM us on Instagram. We're always open for suggestions and also for people with really great ideas. Um, but yeah, Darren Trashen, thanks for following. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Um, yes, this has been a Purple Radio Arts podcast. Please follow us on at Purple Radio Arts. And yeah, follow Trashen too. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.